Hello and welcome to New Life Restoration Church, where our vision is restoring hope and living with purpose. We are glad you're tuned in to listen to this powerful message and we pray it blesses you. It was something that was hindering us. Did y'all feel it? Yes. Just making sure. That's why the Lord was telling us to push you because I, I believe, and even my voice right now is trying to give out, but I declare and decree that the Lord will allow me to get through this message, amen. He's giving strength in my voice right now. He's saying, watch this, the season that you're in and the season that you're coming upon, you will not get through this season unless you're willing to push through. He's saying, watch this, it's going to be some obstacles that you face. It's, some, it's going to be some barriers that are right in front of you. And if you do not push through, you're going to stay stagnant in the will of God. This is the word of the Lord. I need somebody to start writing this stuff down. This is the word of the Lord for this season of your life. Even if you're on virtually, I need you to write this stuff down. He's saying you must push through. I understand that living in a pandemic is not the easiest. I understand that all of the heartache and pain that you've gone through has you on an emotional roller coaster. And many times when we're going through an emotional roller coaster, the enemy finds opportunities to attack us. He tells us that we must put on the full armor of God, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And let me say this, the enemy right now is trying to attack you. He's trying to attack not only you, but your family. And God is saying, we must be prepared. Somebody say that and speak that into the atmosphere. We must be prepared. Say it one more time. We must be prepared. By the time the enemy attacks, it's too late to prepare. He says, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. He said, you got to prepare ahead of time before the enemy attacks. And I believe that this is going to be a season that you're going to encounter some attacks that you've never encountered before. How many people have ever felt the attack of the enemy? A few people. He's saying, if you don't know what the attack of the enemy feels like, you may feel it in this season. This, this is not uh, an encouraging word right now, unfortunately, but this is just what the spirit of the Lord has given me because this is a message of preparation. This is a message of preparation. It's a message to prepare you for what's ahead. And I believe that God has many promises, many blessings, many opportunities that are in store for you. But in order for them to manifest, you must be willing to push through. I hear the spirit of the Lord also saying that somebody needs to declare over their life that I got my fight back. My Lord. Somebody just put that in the comment section. I got my fight back. That these last two years have taken your fight away. That whatever you've been going through, you're at a point where you're thinking about quitting. You're thinking about throwing in the towel. You're thinking about not moving forward in what God is telling you. If you would just be honest for a second, how many people are having those thoughts? They don't know you don't know what God wants you to do. Therefore, you're just stagnant. How many people feel like that? 
If, if, if that is you right now, what the spirit of the Lord is telling you to push through these moments. He's telling you that when you don't feel like praising, you got to praise him anyway. When you don't feel like, see, th this is real. Sometimes, let's be honest, we don't feel like praising God. If you would just be honest, we don't feel like worshiping. We don't even feel like praying. But he says this is a season where it is, it is a necessity to push through those moments. That is not just about how you feel. It is about what God is trying to do. My God. It is not about how you feel in this moment. Feelings are real. Emotions are real. But he's saying, watch this, it's something greater that is on the line. And who, Lord have mercy. And if you can't get excited about that, you may not be able to see it right now. But he says something is greater that's on the line. It may have something to do with you or it may have something to do with your children or your family. But he says something is greater that is on the line. But you will not experience that greater if you don't push through. Whoever you're sitting by, I just need you to turn to him and tell him to push through. Push through. Lord have mercy. I declare and decree that I got my fight back. The enemy will not take my fight back. See, this is a season where you must understand the power of a declaration. That's why I believe that God gave me this. this, this he told me to get this and say, read some of these declarations. Because there are certain atmospheres that when you declare the word of God, Lord have mercy. When you declare the word of God in that environment, in that atmosphere, it's going, watch this. God says in his word that he will hasten his word to perform it. Mm, Lord have mercy. I wish somebody in the house today was excited. He says, I will hasten my word to perform. It, it may have been determined that it was going to happen a year ago. But because you were obedient in the, in the environment, in the Kairos moment, he says, watch this, it's going to happen next week. Lord have mercy. He's saying your declaration is powerful. That's why we're going to start tomorrow. We're going to have something called Monday Motivation. And every Monday of the week, we're going to speak a faith declaration. We're going to put it online. And I pray that you tune in every Monday. It's going to be around nine o'clock. We understand that sometimes Mondays are our, our most challenging day because it signifies sometimes the start of the week or the start of our work week. The spirit of the Lord said every Monday, you got to speak a faith declaration over not just that day, but that entire week. We got them already prepared because it said, watch this life and death is in the power of the what? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. What are you willing to speak in this season of your life? What are you willing to declare? What are you willing to confess? Not just over yourself, but over your family. What are you willing to, to confess over your family? Are you willing to call out their seeds of greatness? When your wife may be going through depression or when your husband is worrying about something, are you willing to call out and say, no, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus? When your children may be struggling in their schoolwork and feel like they might want to give up, what are you willing to speak into their life? That's the, that's the word of the Lord. He says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. My God, 
Matter of fact, he says in John 8 and 32, the truth, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Mm. The truth is going to set somebody free today. The word of God is getting ready to set somebody free. Whatever those chains, whatever that bondage that was holding you down, you're getting ready to get set free in the name of Jesus. Lord have mercy. I wish I had two or three that would just declare that over their life. Who would just be bold and get out of their feelings and say, the truth is going to set me free today. The enemy doesn't like that type of confidence. The enemy does not like that type of boldness when you walk in the word of God. He says the truth is anywhere where the, the power and the presence of the word of God is. It says in, uh, I believe it was Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3 and Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, 4. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Truth is anything that God has declared over your life. Pastor Courtney talked about facts versus truth. Truth comes from the mouth of God. If it does not come from the mouth of God, it is not truth. It may seem real. It may be real in this physical world. You may see it and you may feel it. But those are facts. That is not the truth. God is getting ready to not only teach you some things, but if you abide in his word, he's going to manifest some things over your life that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for you. But he's saying, watch this, you're going to have to be so zoned into the spirit. You're going to have to be so focused on the word of God that even when things seem like it's overcoming you, even when it seems like it's got the best of you, you got to speak and walk in the truth of the word of God. The truth is getting ready to set somebody free. If it doesn't set you free, it's getting ready to set me free. Lord have mercy. The enemy doesn't like this type of boldness. It, it's, some, watch the, it's some fundamental truths that I believe God wants us to know in this season of our life. What do you mean by fundamental truth? It means you got to know it. John 3.16 is one of those truths. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What is the underlying principle? God loves me. Don't you know that a lot of people are struggling to understand if God loves them or not? You may not struggle with that, but a, a lot of the attacks of the enemy are questioning whether God loves them or not. That's a fundamental truth. God loves me. Another fundamental truth is his grace is sufficient. Mm. Lord have mercy if you're writing this stuff down. That his grace is sufficient and his power is made perfect in the midst of our weaknesses. So you got to understand fundamental truths about God, fundamental truths about Christ, and even fundamental truths about yourself. Because don't you know that the enemy will try to get you to, 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 to struggle in your self-esteem and your self-confidence? If you don't know who you are, that gives him the opportunity to tell him who you are. The Holy Spirit is teaching today. Another fundamental truth in John 8 and 44, the devil is a liar. Lord have mercy. It says he's the father of lies and there's no truth in him. That's what Jesus said. The devil is a liar. Sometimes you just got to call out the devil. 
He's been sneaking, sneaking and attacking you. Just call him out. You a liar. This is the type of confidence and boldness that I believe is required in this season. Many of us watch this are in a season of transition. Mm. You're transitioning from one thing to the next. That could be a career. That could be you moving from one city to the next. That, that could be uh, elevation in your assignment or your calling or, or, or moving into another level of, of what God is calling you to do with your business. He's saying you're in a season of transition. And when you are in a season of transition, you must understand these fundamental and foundational truths because the enemy loves to attack in seasons of transition. Don't you know that many times the attacks of the enemy are seasonal? Sometimes it seems like everything is going right. Man, we got our joy. It seems like we're prospering. Everything is going good. And then we transition into a new season. And it feels like all I feel is the attacks of the enemy. Not only is he attacking me, but he's attacking my family. And sometimes we even question God. God, why is this happening? Because the attacks of the enemy are seasonal. It says in Luke chapter four, when he attacked Jesus in the wilderness and Jesus uh, defeated him with the word of the God, uh, word of the Lord. It says the enemy left for a season. Some translations say he left until the next opportunity or the opportune time. Many of us, and I say yes, because I'm I'm not excluded. We're going through a transition to where we're going to encounter more attacks of the enemy. This is a message of preparation. I'm trying to I'm trying to prepare you. Amen. Because if you are not prepared for the attacks of the enemy, if you don't have on the full armor of God, unfortunately, the enemy is going to get the best of you. Some of those promises that you want to manifest over your life, he's going to cancel them out. Some of those blessings that you want to walk into, he's going to hinder you and have you at a standstill. God says, be prepared. Somebody speak that into the air and say, be prepared. Tell your neighbor, look at your neighbor and say, be prepared. be prepared. The enemy's attacks are seasonal. Some people may not have experienced these attacks in the midst of the pandemic. But now watch this. We're transitioning. And the enemy loves to attack in seasons of transition. Why? Because in seasons of transition, you are encountering the unknown. You're going through unfamiliar, uncomfortable places that you don't know what it feels like. And if you don't know what it feels like, the enemy, watch this now, can tell you what it should feel like. Woo! He can tell you what happiness should feel like. He can tell you what joy should feel like. Teach Holy Spirit. And one thing about the enemy is that he doesn't have an off season. Many of us are, are happy that football season is back and you're, you're cheering your favorite NFL team or college team because we were in the off season and now watch this, we're in the end season. The enemy does not have an off season. When, it, when he's not attacking you, he's preparing to attack you. Mm, my God. He says there's a preseason, an end season, and a championship season for the enemy. Many of us were in the preseason. The preseason is when he's giving you little small attacks, nothing big. 
just light work because he's trying to see what sticks, what works and what doesn't work. That's what football teams do when they're in the preseason. Those games really don't necessarily count, but they're trying to figure out some things. What plays work? What plays do not work? What player should I play? What player should I not play? Many of us were in the preseason. We got some light attacks from the enemy, but it, it, he was really just trying to figure us out. He was trying to see, OK, what do they routinely do? Because with every routine comes revelation. Lord have mercy. Many of us are now transitioning into the end season. Where the enemy is getting ready to attack us. And he says in Ephesians chapter six, verse 10 and 11, he says, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. Don't you know that the enemy is strategizing against you? He's looking at you. What do they do on a daily basis? What are their desires? What do they want? And the interesting thing about the enemy is that some of the things that he's trying to give us is really one of our desires. When he attacked Jesus in the wilderness, don't you know what he promised Jesus? Jesus actually already had that promise from the father. He said, I can give you the kingdoms of this world. God had already promised it. The enemy said, but you got to do it my way. See, here's the thing about the will of God. You cannot do God's will your way. Somebody need to write that down. You cannot do God's will your way. And what the enemy wants to do, he wants to try to get you to fulfill God's will his way. Jesus, you can get the kingdoms of the world, but what I need you to do, I need you to bow down to me. I need you to bow down to me if you want it. That's what he's saying. And so the enemy has, is, we're transitioning into an, I hope somebody's getting it because this is a message of preparation. I, I'm sorry I couldn't encourage you today. I really couldn't. I, I, I really wish I could encourage you today, but this is the message of preparation. I don't know when it's going to hit, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's next week, or whether it's next month or next year. But many of us are transitioning to end season. And unfortunately, after end season comes championship season, the playoffs. And that's when it really matters. That's why he says in one of the verses, so you can be prepared for the evil day. He said, you got to be prepared for the attacks of the enemy, but there's an evil day that's coming. In other words, this is the enemy's championship season. This is its playoffs. Where now he's getting ready to ramp it up a little bit. Now he's getting ready to peak. And he says, you're going to have to be prepared for that day and stand your ground. That's why, Lord, have mercy. Your doctrine is going to have to be your doctrine is going to have to be foundational in this season. Now, what do you mean by doctrine? A set of beliefs. It's some things that you got to know that you know that you know. Even regardless of what your circumstances Regardless of your situation, he said, you're going to have to know it to be true. Not only should your doctrine be in place, but he says your declaration has to be in place. What are you willing to speak into the atmosphere today? Lord, have mercy. I wish I just had somebody that would just stand up and say, I'm more than a conqueror. We got two people. Well, two or three are gathered together there and I in the midst. That, that, 
That's the type of word that you got to move in. He said the enemy's attacks ha has, has us not moving in his word. The reason why it hasn't manifested is because you're not moving. Mm. When you move, it'll manifest. And sometimes, watch this, the moment has passed. Now, if God gives you another opportunity, I wish somebody would just stand up and declare over their life, I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. Give yourselves a hand clap. Amen. This is what the Lord is preparing you. He's saying it's some things that I'm getting ready to tell you that you're going to have to move in without question. Many times we want to understand why God is doing it. When God is saying you don't have to understand the why, just understand what I'm telling you. We're allowing the why to hinder us from the what. He's saying, no, if you move in the what, I'll eventually reveal the why. Mm. What did I tell you to say, Abraham? What did I tell you to move in? You don't got to understand while I'm telling you to sacrifice your son Isaac. I just need you to move. Because your movement, uh, uh, your movement indicates that you trust me. Whew. Lord have mercy. Walking in faith indicates that you trust God. It says, Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must come believing that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What is the word that you're willing to move on? God says this is a season where you must clearly hear, understand and obey the voice of God. Somebody need to write that down. That's good. This is a season where you must clearly hear, understand, and obey the voice of God. He says the first thing you got to do is hear. It says you got to hear the word of God. In other words, you got to put yourself in position to hear what the Lord is telling you. For many of us that may be coming to church, that may be attending virtually, that may be coming to Bible study because I got to get the word of God. How many people feel like they need the word of God? Mm. I need the word of God. And so I'm going to push through just to get the church because I need the word. I need the revelation of God. He's saying you're going to have to hear and you're going to have to position yourself to hear. The second thing he says is you're going to have to understand. The Bible says in all thy getting, get a what? Understand. Now, we just said you must understand the what, not necessarily the why. It's going to be some things that God tells you to do that you don't know why he's telling you to do it right now. But whatever, if he told you what to do, he's saying you're going to have to move in the what? Somebody say that I got to move in the what? Mm. I got to move in the what? It's going to it's going to it's going to give him an indication. Do this person really trust me? Do they believe that what I'm telling them is for their good and for their benefit? If I told you to walk in in that office and it's something special for you. If you didn't do it, I, that gives me the indication that you don't believe me. You get what I'm saying? That's how God is. If he tells you to move from one place to the next. And for whatever reason, whether it's an attack of the enemy or whether you're nervous or fearful, whatever the case may be, that gives him an indication that you you don't trust him. 
That's how we got to break it down. If, 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 if my wife told me, I don't trust you, mm, that hurts. If, 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 if your husband or your boyfriend, I don't trust you. Trust is everything in a relationship. And God says it's everything in my relationship. Trust is everything. This is a season that you got to trust God. You cannot lean to your own understanding, he says. You got to trust me in the midst of the circumstance. When it doesn't seem like nothing is going right, that's when you got to trust me. When it seems like the enemy continues to attack every single day, that's when you got to trust me. When it seems like he's attacking my family, that's when you got to trust me. And he said, if you trust me in the midst of that circumstance, you're getting ready to see Jehovah Jireh come in the midst of it. You're getting ready to see Jehovah Rapha come and heal like never before. You're getting ready to see El Shaddai, the mighty sufficient one, come in the midst of your situation and give you a grace that is exceedingly abundantly above all. He's getting ready to manifest El Elyon in the midst of your life, the most high ruler. Lord have mercy. He's getting ready to manifest Jehovah Shalom, a peace. That's a passive understanding. But he said before it manifests, you got to move. Before it manifests, you got to move. I hope somebody, are y'all getting this word from the Lord? It's, it's rare when, when I've prepared something and the Lord changes it like that. Because it, it causes me now to get out of my comfort zone. And, and I told y'all uh, earlier this year that that's what God is doing with me. The first time he did it, uh, at, at least this year, was at Reverend King's Church, Prayer House Ministries. I told you for some reason, the iPad just wasn't working. I didn't have no notes. If you want notes, uh, at least uh, uh, for, for anything, it should be when you guest preaching. I can freestyle here. But when you've been invited, you better be ready. No, God says, no, you don't need your notes. I'm going to show you that all you need is a revelation from God. Lord, have mercy. Sometimes all you need is a word from God. Do you have a word from God? That, that, that was one of the things when I first started preaching. I'm just giving this little testimony because I hope it helps somebody out. When I first started preaching and I gave my first sermon, it was at Greater Pine Grove AME Church. And for those of you that that uh, have ever experienced just uh, religion and, and uh, dy uh, religious dynamics and culture and things like that, sometimes those environments, the religious environment can be intimidating. And you're looking out in the crowd and you see, oh, it don't look like so-and-so feeling me. It don't look like so-and-so paying attention. Oh, when I came to the altar, they were talking and gossiping about me. Maybe they wasn't gossiping about me. Maybe they were talking about what they were going to eat. But that's what's going through your mind. And so you, you, you're standing there and you're looking. And that environment, that culture, that, that uh, re religious atmosphere can sometimes intimidate you. And th this is what the Lord said. And I remember it to this day. That's why I'm never scared to go into an atmosphere to preach the word of God. He told me, you got to block out the culture and receive and communicate a revelation from God. When you break it down that simple, oh, that's all I got to do? That ain't nothing. I can get into his presence and get a word from God. 
But you're going to have to block out what people are doing. Somebody might be on the phone while you're preaching. Still preach the word of God. That's why sometimes uh, these preachers are happy that y'all got the mask on because you can't see y'all facial expressions. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I see. Thank you. Now, when you're smiling, that's good. Okay. But this is what the Lord said. He's challenging many of you out of your comfort zone. And it's going to happen just like that. Lord have mercy. I'm glad Zach came today. Because, see, if, if, he, if he didn't come, if we didn't have that uh, fluidity of praise and worship, okay, if, if we had to do a, a, a set number of songs, I would have been given this word. Lord have mercy. But because the spirit moved on Zach and Zach texts me, y'all having service, um, in-person service? I'm like, yeah. And, you know, he was asking questions. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And he said, nine out of 10, I'm going to be there. That's 90%. I, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take 90%. And I don't know how many songs y'all sung. Four or five, four, four songs? That, that, that was just spirit because watch this. That what was needed in the moment. You can tell that the enemy, this is spiritual warfare. The enemy was attacking. He, he was holding us back. From worshiping God. I'm telling you right now, you could have had Yolanda Adams in here and the enemy was holding some of us back. That's spiritual warfare. Because it, it's some moments, Lord have mercy, it's some moments that you can't pass up on a worship. It's some moments that you can't pass up on a praise. There's, there's some moments that are so critical that God is moving in the midst of it, even though you don't feel like it and your emotions are all over the place. God is moving in the midst of that circumstance. And he's telling you right now, if you worshiping, worship me right now, I'm getting ready to manifest a blessing over your life and your family's life. That's why it is so important. He says, watch this. You got to hear the word. You got to understand the word. But then most importantly, you got to obey his voice. My sheep hear my voice. But Jesus also said, if you love me, you will follow my commands. I would like to just remind you, what has the Lord told you in these last couple of months? What has the Lord told you? Not just through preaching and teaching, but what has he told you personally? And if you don't feel like he's giving you a word personally, you need to get into his presence. Because if there was ever a time that God was giving his rhema word, Lord have mercy. The time is now. It's one thing about the written word, and then it's another thing about the rhema word. The, the, the rhema word is always uh, in, in, it has a foundation in the written word, but it, it comes at certain moments. Mm. That's why he says in Ephesians chapter six, you gotta have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. In other words, based on the situation you're in, you gotta know what word to pull out. Mm. Lord, have mercy. Sometimes we got to pull out a word of grace to allow the enemy to see that God's grace and favor is over my life. Sometimes I got to remind the enemy of God's provision that that even though it seems like I'm struggling, even though it seems like my finances are in bondage, I'm getting ready to manifest Jehovah Jireh in the midst of my circumstance. And Jehovah Jireh knows how to provide. Sometimes you just got to confess that the goodness of God is over my life. 
Sometimes you just got to confess that I'm getting ready to break through a circumstance, break through a situation, break through the chains that is holding me back. You got to remind the enemy that I dwell in the word of God because he cannot operate when there's when there's truth in, in when there's truth in the environment. The enemy cannot operate. I'm going to say that again. Lord, have mercy. Woo! Lord, have mercy. When the enemy is trying to attack you, when you present the truth, he cannot operate in there. He has to flee. That's why it says rebuke and the devil will flee, at least for a season. I'm getting ready to make the devil flee. Hmm. Sometimes for whatever reason, we're just so scared of the devil. When Jesus says, I took the power from. Woo, Lord have mercy. We're, ooh, Lord, we're more fearful of the devil as opposed to having faith in God. Your faith in God should be more than your fear of the devil. I'm going to say that again. Your faith in God should be more than your fear of the devil. 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. That's what the word of God says. He told Timothy to store up the gift of God. Be instant in season and out of season. He told them to preach, fulfill your calling, and make full proof of your ministry. Stop operating in fear because all the devil wants to do is intimidate you. The devil has a gun without bullets. I'm going to say that again. Now, if somebody got a gun and we don't know it has bullets, we're going to be fearful. It's going to intimidate us. That's what he, he doesn't want us to know that he doesn't have any bullets. That's why his whole strategy is based on deception. Hmm. That's all the enemy wants to do. He wants to deceive you. He wants you to operate in one of his lies instead of the truth of the word of God. How does he deceive us? I hope you're writing this down because the spirit of the Lord is teaching. He's actually using some of the things um, that he prepared uh, for this morning. He's saying the first thing that he wants to do is tap into your desires. This is good. How does he deceive? He wants to tap into your desire. What do you want? What do you desire? I can give it to you. And I can get it, give it to you quicker than what God would do. You don't have to go through the cross to get the blessing my way. You, you, you don't have to go through agony and pain if you do it my way, Jesus. All you got to do is bow down. He wants to tap into your desires. The second thing, he wants to have a discussion. Mm. Come here, Eve. He slithered over there as the serpent. Let's just talk. Mm, I hear the spirit of the Lord saying, be careful of the conversations that you have in this season of your life. All he wants to do is talk. What's that, uh, Tevin uh, Campbell? Yeah. Yeah, see, I wanted you to do it because I can't sing. I know the song. It's on my Apple Music, but I just can't sing. Can we talk? Because all he's trying to do, watch this, is provoke thought. Hmm. You may not believe it right now, but you're thinking about it. 
You just had a conversation and now the enemy had just placed a thought. That's why the Bible says casting down thoughts or imagination and everything that it exalt itself against the knowledge of God. If he could put a thought in your mind mm, and now watch this, you meditate on the thought. Whatever you meditate on eventually manifests. Mm, somebody need to write that down. Whatever you meditate, if you meditate on it long enough, it eventually manifests. Can I have a discussion and now get you to just think of what I told you? That's what he did with Eve. Did God really say that? God just doesn't want you to be like him. He wasn't, he, he wasn't doing nothing big and bad. He didn't have, you know, nothing crazy uh, that was so, hey, look at me. He, he was just talking. And sometimes people know how to talk. You, you got some people that know how to just say the right words at the right time, to slither their way in and out of situations. The enemy is the best at that. He's the king at that. He's the king of deception. He's the king of getting you to believe a lie. Watch out for a discussion. Somebody put that in the comment section. Watch out for the conversations that you have. That's why some conversations about religion, I don't even entertain. People want to, because I'm a pastor, they think I want to talk about religion all day. Man, we had a football game, man. <laughs> you, you, you talking about, what, what, you know, all day. hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm at a football game, bro. You over here talking because I'm a pastor. Because they want to see, okay. Now, it, it's sometimes that it, it, you need to do those things. But other times, watch this, people want to see what you believe so they can challenge you. Well, you know, this and that, this and that. And all of a sudden, well, you know what? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what he just said. That seems kind of pretty, pretty interesting. Now I begin to meditate on it. Now I begin to study it a little bit more. And now all of a sudden, the enemy has me thinking about what was said in that discussion. That's how things happen. It don't manifest right away. You think about it. And when you meditate on it, then it manifests. The third thing, he says, distractions. Hmm. We're still able to get our alliteration. Desires, discussion, distractions. <laughs> we got to do it. He says, this is a season that you must be focused. But the enemy wants to distract you just for a little while. Hmm. It's somebody that is, is on, online right now that is struggling with a distraction right now. And, and, and the enemy has done his job. Because sometimes distractions are not just designed uh, to, to keep you distracted, but it's just to distract you in a moment. Can I distract you for the next hour so you miss this word? Can I distract you uh, in such a way that God was planning on telling you about your calling, your destiny, your purpose. He was, he, was, he was getting ready to tell you about the things that he's getting ready to do. But just for a moment, I distracted him. And they missed the revelation of God. This is how the enemy deceives. He says through your desires, through discussion, and through distractions. Y'all got that? This is a message of preparation. Through desires, discussion, and distraction. But I declare and decree, mm, my God, give me something. 
I declare and decree that my doctrine is, is, is set. I declare and decree that my doctrine is foundational and fundamental to what I believe. Not only do I have my doctrine, but I have my declaration. I'm getting ready to speak some things over my life. I'm getting ready to declare God's goodness, declare God's favor, declare God's blessing. I'm going to speak it until I believe it, until it manifests in my life. Not only do I got to have my doctrine and my declaration, but I got to now have my decisions. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. That's some alliteration for you. He just gave you three more D's. Doctrine, declaration, and decision. What is going to be the decision that you make? He's going to give you the word. The word is going to come to you. But he says you're going to have to move in that word. And you move in the word through the decisions you make and the actions you take. Amen. That concludes today's word. We pray it blessed you. If you are interested in sowing into this ministry, you can do so through the church's cash app that can be found in the description of this episode. Have a wonderful day and live with purpose. Thank you.